special episode. Joining us today is James Templeton. He's coming on to talk about his newest book, I Used to Have Cancer. So James, this is obviously a high interest topic for a lot of people. Cancer is an epidemic. So I want to get you on the show. So first of all, welcome. Um, How are you doing so far? I'm doing great, Trevor. It's nice to be with you today. So my first question is that I've, I've been reading your book. I'm not completely done it yet, but you go in depth on how you cured yourself of cancer. My question for you, and this is something that I'm sure a lot of people are, you know, thinking in the back of their head is why do you think so many people are getting cancer? I mean, the rates of cancer are skyrocketing. It's increasing every single year. What, what's your thoughts on why you got cancer? Well, I, you know, it's, cancer is an immune problem, you know, totally immune system breakdown. And I didn't know all this back when I got cancer, but I was, uh, you know, exposed to a lot of chemicals. I was exposed to uh, benzene from, I used to have gas stations. I had several successful gas stations when I was in my 20s. And I was exposed to that. I was exposed to lead. Uh, I was exposed to all these petrochemicals because I actually used to sit there for probably about 10 years or so. I was actually around the gasoline pumps, you know, pumping gasoline. And uh, I enjoyed that. But I used to even like the smell of gasoline. That's, that's how, you know, crazy I was back then. But I was exposed to a lot of that. And I was also, before that, I did a lot of uh, pipe fitting with PVC glues. And, you know, PVC glue is very toxic and you're standing there over it or you're sitting, you're doing a pipe fitting. And I did, uh, you know, work with irrigation and and we used PVC pipe and and glue. So I was breathing that all the time, all these chemicals and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And along with uh, not taking care of myself, eating, a you know, just a, a diet that was high in sugar, you know, high and and uh, heavy, lots of dairy. I used to drink a lot of milk. Uh, I ate a lot of fatty foods. Uh, but one thing I did do is I ran a lot. You know, I was a big runner, and the reason I was running is because my father and grandfather both died of heart disease at a very young age. And, you know, after I discovered uh, that maybe I, too, could kind of sidestep that diagnosis, I got into running. I was an extreme fitness fanatic that got into running, working out and all that. But I wasn't really supplementing with anything. And, you know, this was over this was over 33 years ago. And, you know, I wasn't taking care of myself. So I think that's why basically that. And I had too much sun. I was outside a lot. And, you know, a lot of people think I had melanoma, which was, uh, you know, a lot of people think that is from excess amounts of sun. But I think a lot of it's, you know, the chemicals, pesticides in the foods, you name it. Let, let, me, let me say one more thing, Steve, and I'll let you jump in. So, James, one thing, one thing I'm sure a lot of our listeners are wondering is when you got diagnosed with cancer, was that a surprise for you or could, or could you feel it coming on? Like, 
the years prior to getting diagnosed, did you kind of feel off? Did you feel yeah. like something wasn't right? Well, you know, you know, I, when I was I diagnosed with cancer, I was uh, 32 years old. Now, when I got to be about 30, I would say around 30-ish or so, I was, I just didn't feel as well a lot. You know, I had this feeling where some days you just don't feel well, and uh, you felt kind of achy a lot. And I had, I noticed that, that I was tired a lot. And, and I had the colds and lots of flus and, and a lot of allergies, a lot of allergies. Every time I turned around, I was, I was stopped up with something. And of course, I just thought, well, you know, I got to push harder. So I'd exercise harder, I'd run more. Uh, you know, that's just me. Because I was reading a book back then, and it was by a guy by the name of Jim Fix. And Jim Fix was a running guru back in those days, a fitness guru back in, you know, the 80s, 1980s. And uh, I thought that, you know, by running, you know, it basically take care of everything. But I got, you know, the, the thing about it is I didn't feel as well, no. And I just kind of put it to the side thinking it was just the way you are when you get to be 30 years old. <laughs> so what do you have to say about people because uh, believe it or not, in our forum, we actually have moderators who, who actually say, oh, it doesn't matter what you eat. It doesn't matter what you drink. Organic is overrated. Water is water. If it comes out of your tap, who cares? What do you have to say about to those people who seem to be living under a rock or something? I would say they're under a bit. Hasn't Roundup been sued for causing cancer? And, oh, like, yeah. Are these people like living under a rock? And these are, these are people that we're supposed to be listening to for fitness advice. And they're actually telling people that. What do you have to say to them? Well, I, I have to say they're living under a big rock and they're, they're, uh, they're pretty much full of it because, uh, you know, the, the thing is, is yes, exercise is important. Uh, being physical fit is good. It makes you feel good, especially when you're younger, you know, you feel like you're invincible. And you feel like that no matter what you do, you're going to detoxify all this out because you're running all the time. Exactly. But I can tell you the problem is, is that all this is basically building up in your system deeper than you realize. Now, uh, there's a lot you can do on top of all this. I'm, I'm a big proponent of exercise. But... I believe that all this stuff just starts to build up in your system and eventually starts to shut your immune system down. We all have cancer cells in our bodies. Every one of us has, you know, cancer cells every day. Our immune system takes care of it. And, you know, a lot of this uh, idea that, you know, it doesn't matter and, you know, one, one thing will fix everything is a bunch of baloney in my view. But... You know, the key is to keep those levels down, to keep the load off the immune system and to eat proper, the, you know, pesticides and, and glyphosates, GMO foods, all that. I mean, that is so toxic to your system. And I don't think the, that there's no way that you're going to uh, keep your immune system strong as long as you eat all those things and expose yourself to all those things. I mean, people are exposed to, you know, the bad water you're talking about. Water is a big problem. They're drinking chlorine. They're drinking, you know, all kinds of chemicals, lead, uh, aluminum, 
you know, all this stuff. I mean, it stuff goes deep in the body and it really starts to break our, our immune system down. And, you know, there's, there, we're exposed to radiation nuclear facilities all over the country all over our country probably in you know in canada too i don't know but you know these nuclear facilities with this uh radioactive radiation you know that's exposed we're exposed to that people don't talk about very much this stuff is is brutal on your system i mean there is nothing nothing gets rid of this stuff you know so uh it just goes deep and it goes deep into your system and then they're living on their cell phones all the time and they're sleeping, you know, uh, with the cell phone next to their head all the time, you know, so all of this, everything starts to mount up. So, so with that, can you tell us what are some things when you go to, you know, um, that you've changed or that you go to someone's house and you notice in their house, because you mentioned the piping and I know like some places in the Southeast have this polyethylene piping from China and supposedly it can cause cancer or something. So like, are things dangerous in our house? Is it like maybe the, you know, chlorine, Clorox, spraying Clorox around? Um, oh yeah. But what are some examples around the house that we all can change right now um, that can kind of help with cancer? Well, you want to throw everything out that most people that they have in their house, unless it's all organic, it's from the probably health food store or, or something like that, because all this stuff is, is there's, there's like 85,000 chemicals in the world that we live in today. And, and, and things that, that we have in our homes, things that we use every day. And there's a lot of this. So you have to use things that are organically produced. You have to use things that are plant-based, that are non-tainted. Uh, there's, there's uh, you, know, you know, a shelf in every health food store that you can find in a lot of the mainstream grocery stores now have healthy products, you know, that you can use that are non-toxic. But all this stuff, it's like from everything in your house, it's the water you drink, it's the, the, uh, the rugs in your house, I mean, the carpets sometimes have formaldehyde and dust in the dust, everything is just such a load on our system. So it's all about like kind of peeling the layer of the onion back because the, the, the body can only take so much. James, one question I have for you, and this is something I've always wondered about, is that I know regular cleaning products are, are terrible. You know, like your Mr. Clean, your Lysol, the things yeah. like that. Now, if I had children, if I had pets who are, you know, running around and rolling around on the floor, obviously I'd be sticking to natural cleaning products. But for someone like myself, wouldn't it be okay to use cheaper cleaning products because I'm not eating off the floor or anything like that? Or would even just the fumes be enough for me to be getting those toxins into my body? Well, you know, when it comes to your body, you want to use nothing but the best. But, you know, uh, I mean, just, just, I mean, smelling fumes in the house with a gas stove, you know, not venting that out. I mean, that's the carbon monoxide, all that stuff is toxic. And, and you just want to like everything you do, you've got to think natural, the more natural, the better. And, and it's just take a load off, you know, you have to. So James, I, I think, uh, I think one thing a lot of our listeners would be curious about is what are some of your daily routine things? Like, do you, do you wake up and have lemon water every morning? Is there certain foods you really like to eat? Give us some of, give us some of the rituals well, that help you cure yourself of cancer. Yeah. 
Well, I cured myself, I think, on a macrobiotic diet. That's what I was using. And the macrobiotic diet was, was a very healing diet back, back, you know, 30 plus years ago. It still is. I believe in it very strongly. But, uh, you know, you don't hear as much about the macrobiotic diet as you used to. But the macrobiotic diet consists of about 50% or more whole grains, like 25% vegetables. And a lot of these vegetables are cruciferous vegetables, the, the anti-cancer, the cancer-fighting vegetables. Uh, they use seaweed. There's about probably 10% 5% seaweed, something like that. There's in, in the diet, there is uh, probably 15% uh, beans and soups, probably another 10%, uh, uh, you know, like in, in just in general, beans and fermented foods. You, you're eating a lot of fermented foods. But what I do every day now, and I changed my diet a little bit over the years because you know, the diet that gets you well sometimes is not the diet for a lifetime. Sometimes you want to widen out a little bit. Sometimes you feel like you need more protein because the macrobiotic diet uh, was consists of so much grain and I can't eat that much grain anymore. And there's a lot of issues with grain. There's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, cadmium, arsenic in, in the, the rice especially. Uh, we're finding a lot of that and, you know, we want to keep those levels down because that's a heavy metal and that's toxic stuff and, you, you know, it's just another load on your immune system. So I believe that uh, you've got to eat a little, little bit uh, differently. But what I do in the morning is I wake up first thing in the morning and uh, a lot of times I'll have lemon and water, hot water and lemon. Sometimes I do, but usually what I do is I first thing I do in the morning is I get up and I exercise. I'll have a glass of water and I go exercise. And I have a home gym in my home and I go exercise for usually about an hour and a half. And I, and I, uh, I get in a infrared sauna about, you know, at least three or four days a week. I get in the infrared sauna for at least 30 minutes. And, you know, I just, it just sweat like crazy, you know, and those, that, that really makes me feel really good. It's a little exhausting, but then after a while you feel so much better. But then I go downstairs and then what I will do is I'll have a lot of days I have a smoothie because after that I don't feel like eating a heavy meal or anything in the morning. So I'll have a smoothie and I do use uh, rice and pea protein a lot. Uh, the one I use is very low in cadmium and arsenic, and it's very, very uh, pure. And uh, we've sourced out the, the, the healthiest uh, available on the market. But I use that, and I use the two scoops of greens, you know, like our organic green mix that I use that has all the cruciferous vegetables in there and a lot of sprouts and things like that. I use that, and I use probiotics. I use... Uh, usually in that about uh, 10, about 10 to 20 billion uh, units of bacteria uh, in my smoothie, and sometimes I'll use a little flax oil in there just to kind of. It seems to stay with me longer, just like a you know a, a tablespoon of flax oil in there. But that's what I do in the morning. I do that just a lot of times, or I'll have something like an egg. You know, just like a, a, a scrambled egg, I'll use some uh, uh, macadamia nut oil 
because I like macadamia nut oil. Of course, all these are organic. Everything is is non-GMO oils, non-tainted. Uh, I'll do that, and I'll have some greens. I'll have some steamed uh, kale or collard greens or something like that with it. And I do that a lot too. But it's just a very simple meal for me in the morning, and it gets me going. And then I take my supplements, of course, that I use, and I take on a regular basis. And I use, you know, I have to have something in my stomach for that. But but that's pretty much what I do in the morning. Of course, I always stretch before I work out, and I do uh, kind of yoga type stretching and and. Uh, you know, and, and that's pretty much what I do in the morning. So we'll get into that in a bit. I have one more. I'll let uh, Trevor ask you something. Um, because we also have this discussion a lot, too, on the forums. Guys who live, like, in middle America and rural parts of the country, they complain that they don't have access to organic foods, to, you know, these health foods that you were mentioning. Uh, and, you know, and I don't know because I don't live in a rural part of the country, but we talked pre-show that you did. So do you have any tips on that? Well, there's, there's certain things you can do. Uh, what if you have like a carrots or anything like that, you might want to peel, peel the skin off of vegetables because that's, that's important. If, if you don't have organic, you want to no, I mean, those- what, what I'm trying to say is though, where do you get it from? Is what, is what I'm asking. Do you, oh, do, you grow, do you grow your own? Do you order oh, it? Oh, sure. What are some tips sure. Well, in the back of my book, uh, I used to have cancer sources where you can get food delivered to your home. Uh, but, uh, I mean, where I live, I have plenty of that around. But there's places you can go. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you can't get it, you know, you, I mean, I, I would basically – there are certain things I used to do, but we don't do this so, as much anymore because they changed it up a little bit. But what we have done over the years is we've done Clorox baths in our food. So that sounds like, oh, that's not healthy. That's not good. But we used uh, like a half a teaspoon of Clorox in a gallon of water. And that helps to detoxify the, the uh, pesticides, According to one of my teachers that lived to be 106, and we use a lot, it's in my book, uh, Dr. Hazel Parcells' work, but we use that, but, uh, and then you rinse it, of course, you let it sit for like 20 minutes, then you let it rinse in clean water another 20 minutes, and it's very, very, you know, it seems to be very fresh like that, but she always said that's what you do if you don't have organic food. Uh, there's other things you can get on the market that are uh, hydrogen peroxide, uh, food grade hydrogen peroxide. You can add to, uh, you know, into water, and uh, that you can do that kind of a bath also, and that works pretty well to detoxify the food. Uh, but you know, I pretty much most places you can get organic nowadays, or find someone like a co-op somewhere in an area that delivers food to your area. Uh, maybe uh, check out online because uh, there are sources in the back of the book, as I said, and you, it'll, it'll give you information of places where you can find it and have it delivered directly to your home. James, one, one thing I really love about your book, and I have to give you props on, is the resources section. I mean, you've got recommendations on beverages, bone broths, 
non-dairy, fish and seafood, meats, all these places, all these companies that will deliver right to your door. So, I mean, anyone who says they don't have access to organic foods, they're making excuses. I mean, I live in Winnipeg. I live in the middle of nowhere, and we still have organic, especially nowadays when you have major retailers like Walmart, Costco, they're all, they all have an organic section. People are just making excuses. They're just saying, I, I can't do organic. It's too expensive. Yeah. Like, if you really look at the price of organic versus conventional, it's like 30% more. It's not going to make a difference. Your yeah. grocery bill will go from 100 to $130. Maybe, maybe you can't buy a new pair of shoes as often. Maybe you can't get the newest iPhone every single year, right? But right. You just got to make priorities on what you're spending your money on. That's right. One, one yeah. thing that really jumped out to me on your book, uh, James, is that most of the chapters, you know, were pretty straightforward, talking about what, you know, you're, you, you developing cancer, how you cured yourself. One thing that I found very interesting was the chapter, the vitamin C connection. Talk to yeah. us about that. Well, vitamin C, you know, I discovered vitamin C because I was laying there in the hospital and uh, uh, my stepmother brought me a book about vitamin C and cancer, and it was by uh, a fellow by the name of Linus Pauling, uh, Dr. Pauling, Linus Pauling, and Ewan Cameron, uh, Dr. Ewan Cameron. They wrote this book, uh, Vitamin C and Cancer, and uh, it was a it talked about these terminally ill people that had cancer and when they took high dose vitamin C that these people lived so much longer and a lot of them actually survived but as long as they took this high dose vitamin C they would they would survive a lot longer and then when they stopped a lot of them would die well I knew then there was something to this and of course I didn't know anything about vitamin C I just you know I wasn't educated about it, but what I discovered down the road after I began to take high-dose vitamin C, that vitamin C is very, very important, and uh, cancer is a collagen disease. And what happens is, is the collagen, cancer can spread through the collagen, and when it metastasizes, it, that's where you start to have all the problems. And so what vitamin C does is it stops it from spreading, high-dose vitamin C, can stop it from spreading and uh you know it builds up the collagen in your system and when vitamin c can't spread it can't get through these this uh these layers then it then it has a very hard time but i also discovered that vitamin c high amounts of vitamin c and naturally vitamin c in the body along with uh, uh iron and copper uh creates hydrogen peroxide which is a pro-oxidant, but when high amounts in the, the, I mean, cancer cells, you know, commit suicide when, when they're introduced to hydrogen peroxide. And hydrogen peroxide is, um, creates apoptosis, which is, you know, the same thing when the cancer just, cells just explode pretty much. And I found that out. And I found out that, um, you know, when, when people take high amounts of vitamin C, and nowadays, you know, IVs, you know, IV, you can, some people take up to 100,000 uh, uh, milligrams, I mean, 100 grams, and sometimes in a day, you know, they'll take vitamin C with an IV and uh, without any problems. But some people, you know, they say till bowel tolerance. So you want to take as much as you can without having 
you know, diarrhea or whatever. And I never had that. I took 20,000 milligrams of vitamin C. And after I started doing that, I guess probably within three months or so, I felt like a different person. You know, because before that, I didn't take any. And the body doesn't produce vitamin C. And the body does not. I mean, we have to have it in our fruits and vegetables, and we have to have it in our, in our diet. And most people don't get enough. And they'll take maybe 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C. It's just not enough. Like how much, how much vitamin C is in an orange, for example? Uh, vitamin C, I'm not exactly sure how much is in, let a, in me, an orange. Let me, let, me, uh, let, me, let me answer that for you. So the problem with vitamin C is that it's highly depleted in fluids because vitamin C gets removed from the foods very quickly based on transportation and based on storage time. So the issue we have is that when you get an orange from the grocery store, it's been sitting there minimum a yeah. week. Right. Chances are, especially if you live in a place like Winnipeg, that orange was picked three weeks ago, unripened in Florida, put on a truck, shipped to your grocery store, sitting in the back of the grocery store for three days, put on yeah. the shelf, sit on the shelf for four days, then you buy it, it sits on your counter for five days, and then you eat it. So the, the amount of vitamin C in there is very negligible. Um, humans are one of the few mammals that can't manufacture their own vitamin C, which is very interesting. Most mammals can actually manufacture their own vitamin C. I loved what you said about collagen because collagen is the most abundant protein in the body. And vitamin C is the enzyme that catalyzes the reaction for your body to make collagen. So vitamin mm -hmm. C is extremely important. I'm a big advocate of vitamin C. I'll do about 6,000 milligrams daily. Um, all of our listeners, if you're interested in starting to you know, supplement with vitamin C, I would just get a, a plain vitamin C powder. Is that, is that what you use as well, James? Just like an ascorbic acid? I, I do different things. I use a, a, a vitamin C I have for years. It's a time released okay. because it, you know, it's water soluble. So it releases slow into your system. You want it to release slow into your system. You don't want to dilute it on out of your system. So I take it through the day. I take, uh, you know, uh, time release so that it's released. It's really slow. I also take a powdered vitamin C also. And I take one, it's about 4,000 milligrams per little scoop that's in this jar. And I do that. I also take a vitamin C that is, uh, uh, you know, another type that's along with lysine and proline, which are amino acids. And the reason I do that, and EGCG, which is a green tea extract. And this work was done by Dr. Rath along with Linus Pauling. And uh, I like his work because he talks about how, uh, you know, they did a 15-year study with people with all types of different kinds of cancers. And in many cases, it stopped. After 15 years, it stopped the cancer from spreading. And, and uh, basically, if it can't spread, you know, it's not going to kill you. But the, the lysine is very important. That's another one that we don't manufacture in the body. And, and the thing is, is uh, proline is very important for collagen. It helps build your collagen. The body does manufacture a little bit of that. But the thing is, is that, and, and the EGCG is a very high antioxidant that I take on a regular basis. But in this study, they use those, those four things and at high, high dosages, but they found that it really stopped a lot of its tracks, but lysine is so important.
because it, it basically destroys nagalase, which is the enzyme in cancer cells that help it to metastasize, you know, through the through the collagen, connective tissue or collagen. And that's that's very important. Let me let me say one more thing and then Steve, I'll let you jump in. Um, I'm a big fan of vitamin C. For any of our listeners who, you know, after watching this podcast, want to do some more research and are interested in starting, you know, supplement high dosage of vitamin C, slowly work your way up because it can have a diarrhea effect if you're not used to it. So I'd start off with, you know, a thousand milligrams per day, do that for a week, then do 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000. Because the last thing I'd want is someone to watch this podcast, you know, do a bit of their own research and say, hey, James is totally right. You know, I need to start supplementing vitamin C and immediately start with, you know, 20,000 milligrams per day and then, you know, be running to the bathroom. So, so slowly work up your dosage. Yes. So, yes. So, my, so, I mean, I don't want to like bring up conspiracies and stuff, but like how come like all these like tricks and stuff and even autophagy through water fasting is something we, we haven't discussed either. But what's interesting is I did date a nurse and she said all the doctors she worked with did water fasting, did prolonged water fasting for their health, which is interesting. But I mean, if you go to them with cancer, they don't give you vitamin C. They don't tell you to prolong fast. They don't tell you to eat organic. They or am I missing something? I've never been treated for cancer. So, so tell me, James, is that true? And, and if not, what is going on? Is it, is it just because they're trying to make money off of people? Like if you go to a cancer treatment center, well, they just want to treat you with drugs and surgery and stuff. Yeah. Like, well, I think I, there's definitely a lot of money. And of course, there's trillions of dollars worth of money in, in the cancer industry, you know. And, and the thing is, is that uh, these guys are all afraid of getting sued. There's liability issues. Uh, they're trained in medical school. This is what they're trained to do. And they're afraid to go against the grain. They'll lose their license. They're afraid. I mean, even though they know that maybe they don't have anything to help you. And uh, I mean, that that's the problem is these guys don't don't say, hey, go do far infrared saunas. Don't do this. Don't don't do vitamin C. Uh, some of them don't know much about it. Some of them don't want to know. They kind of like I don't want to even go there. But there's been studies out there that have shown that uh, the majority of doctors, if they had cancer, they wouldn't do chemotherapy for themselves. And that that's interesting to me. And uh, they know what happens. It destroys your immune system. Cancer is your immune is an immune problem. And why go and destroy your immune system when there's so many things you can do to build your immune system up? And you want to, you know, there's things like enzymes are important. This is something that's been kind of either covered up or or not talked about enough you know there's people talking about it but high high dose enzyme pancreatic enzymes you know which basically destroy cancer cells by stripping that fibrinogen layer around a cancer cell the immune system doesn't recognize cancer cells the way it should because of this membrane that that they develop a cancer cell develops so when you take take a uh, high dose vitamin i mean uh, enzymes and you start stripping these layers back now the immune system can go after these cancer cells the way that it should so people that have cancer have low amounts of enzymes they usually have a low enzyme bank is what i like to say and that you're going to find people that have especially anything like pancreatic cancer 
they, I mean, they just have non-existent enzymes in their system almost. And when, when you give these people high dose enzymes, take the toxicity out of their system, these people start getting well. I've interviewed people that had, were, were said, hey, get your stuff in order, you'll be lucky to live for a few months. And they're still alive 10, 12, 15 years later. You know, so, I mean, yeah, and they're using high-dose vitamin C also. So all this, but the doctors are, uh, they they know better deep inside, but they've been bought off, so, uh, they've sold out. And, and it's unfortunate because there's a lot of people out there, you know, nearly one out of two of us is going to have cancer in our lifetime now. And it's going to get worse. Uh, I think it's one out of, they say, you know, it depends on what you read, but one out of two uh, men, one out of three women in their lifetime now, and it's starting to go a little bit lower in, as what I have read. And yeah, I mean, it's a shame. It's really a shame. You see those commercials on TV for like cancer treatment centers and stuff. Have you seen those? Oh yeah. And I've talked to people that have gone to that and they said that all they did was charge them tens of thousands of dollars and they literally oh, yeah. did not get a damn thing out of it. It's just despicable how these people. I know. How these what these people do to you know other people. It, it, anything it could be a. I've seen Spine Institute, and you go yeah. read the reviews. It's all one star reviews from people who saying they they screwed them up, and they're not even real like doctors. So it is it is a shame that people do that. But I mean, my belief is James, and I know you you did this yourself, is that if you have something wrong with you, instead of depending on other human being. You can take their advice, but at the end of the day, you have to be your own doctor. You, you have do. to cure yourself of it. You can use the doctor if, if you got to have something cut out of you or some advice or, or write a prescription. But at the end of the day, you got to do it. And I tell, I, you know, I tell these people that's all the time in fitness is because a lot of people in fitness, they want to depend on the supplements and the anabolics and uh, the diet and all that stuff. I said, look, at the end of the day, you gotta, you gotta depend on yourself. You gotta go yeah. in there and lift weights. You gotta do it the right way. You've gotta eat good. If you're gonna get results, you can't depend on hiring a, a dietitian or a personal trainer because they're not gonna do it for you. So I think and it's a perfect example. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say it's, you have to take your life in your own hands because when you put your life in a guy in a white jacket, you know, it's like he's, he's seen, you know, hundreds of other people in most cases. And he doesn't care the way he should. He might say he does, but but yes, they're going to charge you a lot of money, and your insurance is going to pay a lot of conventional treatment, cancer treatments, but it's not going to pay the alternative treatments, the more holistically oriented treatments. But unfortunately, you know that's a problem because some people don't have the money. But I say you don't have to have anybody else. You could do it yourself. You got to eat. You know, everybody has to eat and everybody has to drink water and everybody has to, to uh, they can exercise and they can do deep breathing. They can get oxygen into their body and they can, you know, uh, you know, do a little bit. I think it's going to go a long ways. It's not the end of the world because you don't have a lot of money to get well from cancer. It's all about, you know, it's diet, detox and supplementation. But, you know, supplements are a little bit of money. If you don't have the money for supplements, at least it's better to go on a strict diet and a strict, you know, uh, healthy lifestyle. And, uh, you know, you're going to you're going to live a lot longer. You might even survive for for many, many years or forever. 
So it, the, the issue is, is that it's a shame. You know, it is a shame and they do charge a lot. And, and uh, the, the chemotherapy, I mean, some of this stuff is 16, 18,000 just for one treatment. You know, it's amazing. So, so the treatment that you know, I'll let Trevor follow up, but with the chemotherapy, because I know so many people with cancer, and some of them got chemotherapy, some of them had surgery, some of them, like the different treatment options. When you have cancer, is that something that the, like the doctor goes over with you, or does the doctor just say, nope, you have to do chemotherapy. If you don't do this, it's not going to be covered. Well, they do. The doctor's going to come in, and the first thing a person should say is, what are my chances right off the bat? What kind of chances do I have? You know, and if, if the doctor says, well, you know, I think you got a 90% chance or 95% or something like that, that's not too bad a chance. Now, what do I have to do, doctor? He says, well, we'll do a little chemo, and I think you're going to be fine. Or we just do a little surgery or whatever. Well, that might be okay, and I wouldn't blame somebody. But when they come in there and they say you got a 10, 20, 30% chance of survival, then, you know, or either 50 even, you know, what are you doing in here? You know, you need to know where you stand with the doctor before you even get started. And then you make your decision based on that. But the, the key factor that you have to do in cancer is you got to believe in what you're doing 100%. And if you don't believe and really believe, then the immune system is not going to, is going to be half up to half the, where it needs to be. And that's, that's what I believe. And I believe that once you start to believe and once you decide to go to war and go to battle and, and have the mentality that if this doesn't work for me, it's not going to work for anybody. I'm going in 150%. I'm going to fight like, uh, like I've never fought in my life. I'm going to scratch, claw, kick, whatever it takes to beat this cancer. If you don't have that kind of mentality, and if you're not around other people, people that have that kind of uh, support that you need, then, then get the, get the heck out of it away from them because you don't want to be around people like, Oh, you know, oh, that ain't going to work. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, but the doctors, what they're going to tell you is they're going to do surgery, chemotherapy, radiation, uh, come back and see me every three months or every six months or every year, whatever. And, and they're going to keep that fear in the back of your mind that, you know, there's nothing else you can do but this. And they're not going to talk about changing your lifestyle, cleaning out your kitchen cabinets. They're not going to talk about, you know, uh, when you go to the gas, get put gas in your car to, to uh, stand back a little bit. They're not going to talk about sugar, how bad sugar is for you. Most of them will have a bowl of candy on their counter when you go in to check out. I mean, so, so these guys don't, how conscious are they? They're all about, you know, money. They all make pretty good money. They live in pretty nice homes. Uh, they're afraid to lose all that. Uh, you know, they ought to be ashamed of themselves because I, every time I talk to a doctor, they go, well, I don't know much about that. We didn't learn that in medical school. I talked to a doctor, you know, the other day I had a leg and I injured my leg, fell off of a, a ski machine, <laughs> tore my leg up. And I'm in this guy and I was talking to this guy, but, you know, he was a nice guy. But they, you can tell they don't know anything. You go ask another guy and they go, well, we didn't study nutrition and health and, you know, in, uh, you know, in our schooling. And uh, that's, that's their excuse. But to me, 
Last thing I checked, doctors are usually pretty smart guys that can get through medical school. Well, you know, what is this for here? You know, if they're not thinking how they can help somebody, you know, what are they doing it for? They're supposed to be sort of health ministers, health, you know, they're, they're supposed to help people, you know, and go in there and look for every little angle they can to get that edge for people. And, and say, look, I'm going to help you turn you in the right direction. I can't do it for you, but you know what I'm going to do? He says, I'm going to, I'm going to, this isn't working for you, what we're doing, but I sure am not going to leave you hanging. We're going to find something else you can do, or I'm going to give you some, here's some names, check out these sites, whatever. They don't do that. There's no way because they're so afraid they're going to lose lose their livelihoods and everything they stand for, you know, in their communities because, Oh, that's Dr. Jones or Dr. Thomas or whatever, you know, so that's how it is. uh, James, the last thing I want you to talk about, and this is something that is against the typical advice we're giving, because if you turn on the TV, you're going to see commercials, you know, milk, essential for strong bones, milk, the calcium, the protein, you need milk, got to give your kids milk. So this is a, I'm going to read a sentence right out of your book. I highly recommend avoiding dairy. I found that when I ditched the dairy in my diet, not only did my allergies become a thing of the past, but my overall health improved. So I wanted you to talk a little bit more about dairy and why you think avoiding it is such a good idea. Well, dairy, you know, dairy is is, is not good, a lot of dairy, because it basically clogs up your lymphatic system. And it's also harder on your enzymes. You know, there's, it creates inflammation in the, in the, in the body. But the thing about the dairy is, is that uh, when, I, when I got away from dairy, all my mucus and all the stuff in my sinuses cleared up. Well, I didn't know anything. But all those allergies I was talking about earlier, I didn't have those. After about three months or so off the dairy, no more allergies. And, and the whole thing is you want to, you know, your lymphatic system is, is uh, cancer cells can get in that lymphatic system and they get bottled up in there with all that, that, uh, that dairy and that mucus that's in there and they just thrive in there, you know, and that's why you want to get away from dairy as much as possible. I know occasionally, you know, like we'll, we'll use a little organic butter or ghee organic ghee which is clarified butter that i think is okay and occasionally you know we all have a little bit but i try to limit it to very small amounts so james we're running out of time um we have to close up soon but a really important question for you because you brung it up a couple times in the show filling up your car at the gas station you mentioned standing away should we be wearing gloves should we be covering our mouth so we can't breathe it what do we need to be doing? Well, I mean, you just got, you can't get crazy, but you got to get, you know, just be smart about everything. You know, like I said earlier, instead of sleeping with your cell phone, you know, put it on airplane mode and put it in the other side of the room, you know, don't, don't have that on just like that. When you pump gas, you know, go around, walk around the front of the car. Don't just stand there right over it holding the thing and just, you know, where it's just coming right up every time. Cause it probably most of us fill up our car once a week at least. So, you know, that's just the extra toxicity. That's like standing over the stove cooking and breathing the gas fumes and not having your ventilate ventilation going, you know, it's the same thing. It's just everything we do, we have to be smarter and we want to just, you know, uh, you know, take care of ourselves because we only got one body. And once we, none of us want, I don't want anybody to get cancer, you know? Who wants to get cancer? That could ruin people's lives. It almost ruined mine. So James, in front of me, I have your book. I used to have cancer. 
Um, very well written. I really enjoyed reading it. Um, I got about a couple of chapters left. Uh, for our listeners, where can they find your book? They can find it at I used to have uh, cancer.com. And you can go on there and there's three free downloads. If they go on there, there's the top five supplements in there that I use. There's 10 diet, I mean, uh, recipes uh, in the book. And also my daily routine, the things that I do on a daily basis that gives people an idea what it takes to stay healthy. You know, I'm, I'm into prevention now. I'm not fighting cancer, but you know, we should all be into preventative you know, cancer, uh, lifestyle and diet, you know, in my view. One thing I really enjoyed about your book, James, is very positive, you know, cancer being such a negative topic, you really focused on what you can do. Like let's, let's focus on the good here. Let's focus on what having cancer taught me, what I learned from it. So I really appreciate you having that, that approach to it. Um, for our listeners, it's a very easy read. So if you're looking for something that'd be an enjoyable read, something you could read before bed, um, that's what I would recommend this book for. It's not super scientific. There's not a bunch of weird terms you'd have to go look up or anything like that. It's a very easy, positive read. I actually got very inspired from reading it. So great job on the book, James. Thank you. I appreciate it very much, Trevor. For your host, Trevor Kuritsen, for my co-host, Steve, and for our special guest, James Templeton, author of the book, I Used to Have Cancer. This is another episode of Evolutionary Radio. Live your life, look good doing it. Thanks for listening.
Mm-hmm.